before you do anything related to marketing, you have to identify your ideal client. Okay, we've all heard this before, right? And maybe when some of you heard me say that, you rolled your eyes or you sighed, or maybe even you clicked off of this episode and you're not even hearing the rest of this. The truth is we know it's important to know who your ideal client is so that you can better market and target your services, right? But why is it so dang hard to figure out? In today's episode, we're going to go beyond the basics and we are going to dig into specific, actionable, simple steps you can take to identify your ideal client. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full-time. Students learn this through the beauty and birth photography certification and through marketing school for photographers. Thank you so much for listening into another episode. Before we dig into today's juicy content, I want to make sure if you're a birth photographer listening to this, are you in our free community for birth photographers. If not, you need to be there. We miss having you. TaviaRedburn.com slash FB group. And we'll link that up in the show notes as well. It's just a really incredible place where we have like 5,500 birth photographers of all experience levels. We have newbies, we have more established birth photographers and everywhere in between. And every single day, Um, Photographers are in there asking questions, getting their questions answered, and learning more about how to be the best birth photographer they can be for their clients. So we would love to have you there if you're not already, taviaredburn.com slash FB group. Okay, so we're talking about ideal clients today, and I want to start off with a story about coffee. I have a love-hate relationship with coffee. I like go from drinking it all the time to never drinking it. Right now, I'm drinking it all the time. Everyone loves coffee, right? So I want you to imagine a small coffee shop opening up in a busy city. There's like Starbucks everywhere, other coffee chains all over the place, right, that are really well established. So the owners of this little coffee shop love coffee, of course, and they did a lot of testing and research. And they have the best coffee around. But maybe you can relate to this. They struggled to stand out despite how good their coffee is among all their competition and actually attract clients, customers. So their business was struggling. But they took some time to learn about marketing and they realized that they had been targeting the wrong audience, the wrong ideal client. They'd been trying to appeal to everyone who likes coffee, hoping that their really good coffee in their atmosphere would be enough to attract a wide range of customers. Who wouldn't want that, right? The more, the better. But they discovered that there was a specific demographic in the area that was loyal and consistent and told their friends about the coffee shop and the coffee. And that was young professionals who were looking for a quiet place to work and study. 
So the owners, when they realized this, they revamped their marketing strategy and they started to emphasize the coffee shop's free, super fast Wi-Fi and comfortable seating and quiet atmosphere. They started hosting events and workshops that were aimed at young professionals and they advertised their business on social media channels that they knew that that demographic was on. So they weren't trying to be everywhere. They were places where their ideal client was, and they were doing things that they knew would attract that ideal client. So what do you think happened to this coffee shop? They really niched down and excluded kind of a lot of people, right? Of course, they saw a significant increase in sales, and they were able to build a loyal customer base of young professionals who appreciated the space and the services that the coffee shop provided. So was that the perfect coffee shop for everyone? Was it good for like a busy mom who wanted to order coffee on an app and grab it on the way to daycare? No, probably not. That coffee shop didn't even have an app. Was it good for a chatty group of older women who met for a Bible study on Tuesday mornings? No, probably not. Right? Because it's like a quiet atmosphere. But this coffee shop, I hope you can see coffee shop and photography parallels here. This coffee shop was perfect for one specific group of people. And that's what made the coffee shop successful. So this shows us the importance of identifying your ideal client and marketing. Hear me on this, okay? When you understand who your target audience is, you can tailor everything that you do in your marketing like the coffee shop did, hosting the events and all of that stuff to better appeal to that ideal client's specific needs and preferences. And this is what helps you attract the right clients, build a loyal following, and ultimately grow and book out your business. Like if your client is a new mom, you're probably not advertising in a brewery. Well, maybe you would, I don't know, but (laughs) you have to think about who your ideal client is, right? If your ideal client is a 20-something bride, you're not going to go partner with midwives. Chances are a 20 something bride isn't connecting with midwives. So those are like super high level basic examples. And we're going to get deeper into this episode, um, some more specifics and like going beyond the basics. But hopefully this coffee shop example shows you how powerful knowing your ideal client really can be. It's marketing 101. And we're going to talk more about how to identify this ideal client later in the episode. Because I know a lot of times people are like, okay, conceptually I understand it, but how do I actually make it work for me? We're going to talk about that. Please do not skip or skim this. Okay. This is so important. Most photographers skip over this, identifying their ideal client, or they do like a really high level version. Like, oh, my client is 28 year old mom who lives in the suburbs. That's a high level version of this. We're going to dig deep. In fact, in marketing school for photographers, this is one of the very first things that I teach new students because it's the basis of everything else that we build our marketing around. So if you skim over this, you'll end up wasting time in the long run because you'll be making social media content that doesn't get seen by your ideal client. And you're going to struggle to stand out and attract the right kind of clients. And you're going to say, I'm posting consistently. Why isn't it resonating? Why am I not booking my ideal clients? It's because you haven't clearly identified who it is that you're trying to reach. And if you don't get this figured out, no matter how many Facebook ads you run or how consistent you are or how good your sales are, 
knowing your ideal client in a deep and intimate way solves these problems. So when you've finally mastered this ideal client profile, literally everything becomes easier. It's like the easy button. It really is. So if you're thinking like, huh, I saw so-and-so is offering this new product. Should I offer that new product? You just ask yourself, what is my ideal client like? Mine's name is Jennifer. I say, what would Jennifer like? And if you're like, okay, everybody's talking about TikTok. Should I be on TikTok? Well, is your ideal client on TikTok? Or should I partner with this specific vendor? Well, is that vendor someone that your ideal client would use? It makes business decisions so much simpler when you've mastered this. Now, occasionally people will be like, I already know who my ideal client is. This is too basic. Don't make me do this, these like exercises again, right? Like I've already done this once. I know who she is. Let's move on to like the juicy stuff and let's talk about Instagram. <laughs> and so that person, if that's you, I would lovingly say, why would you only do this once? Isn't your business just like you and your ideal client constantly evolving? Why wouldn't you want to know your ideal client on the deepest level possible so that you can serve them on the deepest level possible? This is something that Lydia and I talk about all the time, frequently going back and redoing a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about here today once a year to just get a pulse on who this person is that you're trying to reach and refreshing it. This is not a once and done type exercise. Sure, you can do it one time, but why would you only do it one time when you could really get to know this person on a much deeper level? Uh, I was on a call with someone who wanted to work with me one-on-one and she said, okay, if you're going to tell me I need to figure out my ideal client, I'm going to leave you a bad review. (laughs) And it's not just her. A lot of photographers have this attitude, including me, including old Tavia. I thought that if I did this once, I was good to go, but I quickly learned that this is not a once and done activity. If you build the kind of business where your clients are referring you like crazy and coming back to you for multiple sessions, and they all kind of feel like your friends and marketing becomes so simple, I can guarantee it's because you know your ideal client inside and out. You're like, okay, Tavia, I got it. Like, I understand the power of this. I need to do it more frequently, but like, how do I actually figure out who my ideal client is? Maybe you're like, I've worked with a lot of people. And I can see the pros and cons of working with all of them. So how do I choose and how do I know which one is the right one? Which one, which ideal client profile, which previous client is the right one? And that's a good place to start because when we're working on something so important, it's normal to put a lot of pressure on getting it right. It's important and we want to get it right. The problem is When we stress and put pressure on it, like when I've had all this buildup and you're like, okay, I get it. It's important. Then we start to go like, okay, well, I've got to get it right. And we put pressure on ourselves. We either one, procrastinate and never actually do it. Or two, we second guess ourselves constantly. So let's take the pressure off. Okay. This is an exercise that you're going to do multiple times over the course of your business. This is something that you're thinking about and tweaking and learning every day, week, month, year in your business. So let go. Let's take some pressure off. It's okay if you don't do it right or quote perfectly the first time. Okay. Ah, It already feels a little better, right? We're taking some of that pressure off. 
So let's think about who this person is. Let's get into the nitty gritty, okay? If you've drifted, come back to me. You're like, I know it's important. I need the steps. Here we go. Here's the steps, okay? We're going to think about who this person is. You probably already know the basic things about her, like age, marital status, number of kids, pets, where she lives. And if you don't, please start there. But I'm willing to guess most of you already have a lot of that stuff. So when you know that about your ideal client, how do you know those things? Are you guessing? I mean, yeah, kind of. We're going to call it an educated guess because chances are this ideal client profile is going to come about based on one of a few different people. Okay. This is important. Number one, it could be someone that you loved working with in the past. So you're basing your ideal client profile based on someone you loved working with in the past. So I want you to pause for a second and I want you to think back to a client that you worked with and money didn't seem to be an issue and they trusted your judgment. They weren't second guessing you. They didn't bring in a Pinterest list and working with them felt fun and light and you felt like you could just photograph them all day. Like if you could just copy and paste that client over and over, you'd love everything about your job and everything would be so simple. So if you have someone like that, then that's who we're going to base the rest of what we're talking about on. Okay. So I want you to dig in, figure out if you know that person. And if you don't, that's okay. I'm going to give you some other options. But if that, if you've got someone you're like, yeah, I wish I could copy and paste them. That's who you're going to base this profile on. Okay. But two, it could be a version of you. Number two, it could be a version of you. A lot of times our ideal client tends to be a lot like us. So if all else fails, consider the things that you like, the things that you worry about, the things that you hope for whenever you're thinking about your ideal client. Number three, it could be a version of you from the past. So if you're like me, you had babies kind of a long time ago. (laughs) And so your ideal ideal client profile isn't necessarily you now but it could be like a former version of you or a future version of you. If you're somebody listening to this who doesn't have kids yet, it could be a future version of you, right? So it could be number one, past client you loved working with. Number two, it could be a version of you. Number three, it could be a version of you from the past. And this one's my favorite. Number four, it could be you, but with a lot more money. It could be you with a lot more money. So I was chatting with um, a marketing school student not long ago, and we were on a coaching call and we were talking about her ideal client because she was having some struggles with her marketing and it, it almost always goes back to like, okay, well, who's your ideal client? And she said she was having a hard time coming up with who this person was. And I asked her if she thought her ideal client would be someone like her. And she said, yes, but I can't afford myself. So I don't want to base my ideal client profile on me because I can't afford myself. Maybe some of you can relate to that. You're like, yeah, that's me. Because also there were a lot of people in the chat on that um, coaching call that were like, yeah, me too. Same. Like, that's how I feel too. So I said, okay, if your ideal client is you with a zero at the end of your monthly income. So like if you make $5,000 a month, your ideal client makes $50,000 a month. Everything else about you is the same, but they have the disposable income to hire you. So it's you with more money. 
Now I want you to think about what a typical day looks like for that person or what they're worried about or what they're hoping for or what their problems are. Sometimes that barrier of like, well, it's me, but I don't make enough money to hire myself. So it's not me. It could still be you with a zero at the end, right? Super helpful when you think about it that way. So now that you have a basic idea of who this person is, hopefully it's either someone you've worked with in the past, it's a version of you, or it's a version of you with a zero at the end, right? This is the part that makes the biggest difference that people are not very likely to do. This is the part that when I say, do this, what I'm about to tell you, people don't do it. And they wonder why their marketing isn't working. They wonder why their social content isn't getting seen. They wonder why they're not booking ideal clients. And it's 100% because they're not willing to do what I'm about to tell you. And so I hope that you will not skim past this, that you'll take it seriously, that you'll pretend you paid me $100 to hear what I'm about to say and take action on it based on that. Take action as if you paid for this, because it really has the power to transform the way that you do business when you think about your ideal client through this lens. Okay. So I want you to journal on these three questions about her. Okay. If you're driving, save this episode for later, come back to it. Okay. Please come back to it. It's so powerful. I'm telling you in my own business, when I was able to identify very specifically with these questions, who my ideal client was, everything about marketing and decision-making in my business became so much easier and attracting my ideal client became so much easier because I knew so much about her. There's a reason this is like base level marketing 101 because everything builds on it. Okay. The first question I want you to journal on is what is she worried about when it comes to this phase of her life? We're not just talking about specifically photography stuff. Like what is she worried about? Oh, she wants to look good in photos. No, we're talking about in general, in her life, what is she worried about? So if your ideal client profile is a version of you with a zero at the end, I'm going to like start saying that as a thing, (laughs) the version of you with a zero at the end. You guys know what I mean when I say that now. Um, We're not talking specifically about photography. What is she worried about in general in her life? What are you worried about or were you worried about when you were having a baby, but you've got a zero at the end of your income? What is she scared of slash were you scared of that you don't want to say out loud or didn't want to say out loud? What are your day-to-day issues? What are you thinking about day-to-day? What are you worried about day-to-day? It can be big things. It can be small things. It can be tasks. It can be future-related. What small things is she worried about that seem trivial but are important to her? Okay, that's the first thing I want you to journal about. Really, just to summarize, it's all about her fears, and what concerns her and what worries her, okay? That's the first thing you need to know. The second thing you need to know is what is she excited about when it comes to this phase of her life? Again, this is not just about photography. This is not about what is she excited about her photography session. This is what is she excited about in this phase of her life? What is she looking forward to? What does her dream day look like? That will give you so much insight 
What does her dream Saturday look like? So good. I hope that you're taking the time to journal on these things and really think about them because this is the thing that makes the difference. Okay, the third thing I want you to journal about, and again, this could be a past client that you've loved working with. It could be a future version of you, you with a zero, okay? What is important to her? What is important to her? This can be, when you're journaling, you can write like one word. You can write a sentence. It can just be like a brain dump, whatever you need it to be. But what's important to her? What does she value? What's something that she doesn't skimp or sacrifice on? Like for an example, Tavia, when she was having babies with the zero on the end, would not sacrifice on food quality. Food quality is very important, right? And you might think that too, but you're like, well, I can't really afford to shop at Whole Foods. Well, you with a zero can afford to shop at Whole Foods, right? So when I say what's important to her, you're thinking about like, okay, what was important to me or is important to me with a zero at the end? Food quality is a big one. So like I'm going to buy organic. I'm going to buy high quality meat, even if it costs $20 a pound, (laughs) right? So what's something that she doesn't skimp or sacrifice on? It's that important to her. How does she spend her free time? And this can be local things. This can be in her house. This can be getting out. This can be exercising. This can be anything like that. How does she spend her free time? This next one that I'm about to tell you is so powerful. It came to me as I was like outlining this episode and I was like, Ooh, that's good. (laughs) That's good. So what is she posting on social media? What is she posting on social media? This is such a great way to see what is important to someone because they're putting out, hear me on this. They're putting out there what they want people to think about them. AKA they're putting out like the idealistic, perfect version of themselves, what they hope to be, what they aspire to be. They're sharing that on social media. So if you're not already following your ideal client on Instagram, this is your sign to do that. If you're not following your ideal clients, like people that you've actually worked with or someone that you know that you think could be your ideal client, follow them and see what they're posting and start to ask yourself, what are they saying about themselves with this? What are they showing me is important to them by this post? So good. Don't sleep on that tip, you guys. That is so valuable. So after you've journaled about all of these things, I'm imagining you've got a piece of paper and you've just brain dumped everything that we've just talked about. Write down the highlights of what you've learned about your ideal client. And by highlights, I mean a few words or a few sentences that will fit on a post-it note where you can see it every time you're working. Put it in your laptop, put it on your desktop, put it on your desk. Every time you sit down to work, you can see this post-it that's highlighting these things that you know is important to your ideal client. Then when you need to make a business decision, then when you need to write social media content, um, you're going to know exactly who you're speaking to. And you're going to have a quick like snapshot of her in your head. And you'll know how she, she would react or, or how you can make this like more polarizing because you know so much about her at that point. If you're a student inside of marketing school, I have a lot more exercises like this and questions to use to dig deeply into your ideal client and specific ways to use this in your marketing. 
If you're not in marketing school, make sure to jump on the waitlist at thebeautyandbirth.com slash waitlist to be notified the next time that we are opening up enrollment so that I can hop on Zoom with you in our in our group coaching calls and Lydia can and we can just like help you work through this. I would love to do that. So what do you do now? What is your next step? Hopefully at this point you've journaled or you've saved this episode in your planning to come back to And you understand now how to target your ideal client and what it is about them that you're trying to target. It's not just these demographics. It's the psychographics too. It's not just age, marital status, pets, but it's really getting into their head and understanding their fears, concerns, what's important to them. Because as things in the world continue to change and technology and trends, it's so important to review and update who your ideal client is. Imagine if I did this exercise 10 years ago and never updated it. There's so much that has changed in the world in 10 years, in two years. That's why it's so important to continue to look at this and review it so you always know who you're speaking to. If you put in the work to identify and meet the needs of your ideal client and their desires, I have no doubt a fully booked calendar will follow for you. Thank you so much for making it to the end of another episode. If you haven't already, if you liked this episode, if you have feedback, I would love if you would take uh, two minutes to leave a review on iTunes. If you need help doing that, you can head over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash podcast, and I'll walk you through how to leave a review. It means so much to me, and those reviews help the show reach more people so that we continue to do more episodes, bring on better guests, all that good stuff. So thank you. Thank you. And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it's not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. I know it might feel like it. Not everyone does. So I hope that you understand that passion is unique and special to you. And you were designed to get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.